Greetings and salutations. Welcome back to an Everything Astronomy holiday special. My name is still Joe, and today we're joined by the whole team, Sam, Tom, and Michael. We thought it would be interesting to go over our favorite moments of the last year and talk about what our podcast is going to look like moving forward. So first, Michael, why did we start the podcast? Sure. And so if you haven't seen the full episode, we made our not, our first not-so-serious episode focusing on exactly that, why we started the podcast episode. But to go over it briefly, uh, the four of us met in our introductory astronomy class at Michigan our freshman year. And then our sophomore year, we were all in the same physics class, and we wanted to do something together. So we are all somewhat doing research individually. And so at first we thought about kind of doing a collective research project and we realized that it's not necessarily feasible. But then we eventually came up with the idea after meeting for a few times to start a podcast. We had uh, had a lot of professors, almost all of our professors had really interesting stories and also really interesting research subjects. And we thought that a podcast would be a perfect opportunity and platform to share those stories out with a larger audience, whether those be undergraduate students at our university or even just people from the public. And so with our podcast, we kind of want to demonstrate that um, kind of like the inside uh, view of how astronomy, how science works, but also to demonstrate that science is for everyone and that no matter what your background is or your experience, everyone can uh, find interest in science somehow, some way. And so the, the other thing, one of the other reasons why I wanted to do this is because we realize that many people go into science for different reasons. And you have people who are interested by, you have tons of different aspects and facets within science so you might think that all scientists act and behave and do roughly the same thing but you but it surprisingly well at least to me you even people who work within the same field do spend their time wildly differently and so we thought it would be interesting to talk about these stories and to share the different interests motivations reasons for going into science and for ranging from professors to grad students to anyone else who has a role in science. Right, and I think what we're learning as we're going along is that there's a lot of diversity actually with the people, different people that we find and different stories that they mentioned that they have. And so I think just to kick things off in terms of just like our, what happened this past year. Um, yeah, we recorded, the, I believe, eight episodes total. Um, yeah. I think just to, to highlight some favorite moments, I think, um, just to just start off, I think our first episode, I think to me, stuck out the most um, just because, you know, before we started the podcast, we spent, I'd say three or four, four three, four months just planning everything out and trying to, uh, you know, finalize a format for what we wanted to exactly do, how we wanted things to go, what, what we wanted our podcast to center around. And so when we finally got to record our first episode with Professor Lamone um, and actually be in the recording room, like rent out the camera, have the mic on the table, set up everything, right. you know, buy our coffee and everything, like have, have everything planned out. It was, it was actually really cool just to see um, what we had been planning for, like come to fruition um, finally. And so I think in terms of just our, our past year and, you know, what we've done, I think that was one of the biggest steps that we've taken just because we finally got things off the ground and things started. And I think it was, it was a really great experience to just be in that room and I think once, you know, everything settles down, I'm excited to get back into that kind of recording in the same room as a professor um, uh, environment, just because uh, it was really great. And I, I, I really miss it, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that first episode was really good. But um, uh, one of my other favorite moments, obviously, um, everyone's been dealing with COVID. So um, I, I'd have to say, like, one of my other favorite moments is that that first episode we recorded on Zoom with Professor Meyer. 
um, just transitioning to a, a different type of format than we had originally planned on for the first couple months before we recorded that Lamone episode. Um, and, you know, kind of showing different ways that we could be versatile and, you know, develop the podcast. And, uh, you know, obviously we've sticked to Zoom for now for, you know, COVID reasons. But seeing seeing how we're able to transition to, to Zoom calls and doing podcasts virtually and um, how, you know, we developed um, that we've had to do it on a virtual call rather than in person with the cameras. And so, um, honestly, I think that's also a big achievement for us as a group. I'm um, just seeing how we've developed over time with um, different circumstances. And it was also interesting to see how we how we kind of changed. Well, I thought I also liked how we kind of changed the way that we did episodes as we kind of went through. We started off with Professor Lamone and that and then we and we, you know, we thought about our format ideas and we had a plan and that's the plan that we tried to carry forward. But then we realized that maybe that kind of that way of talking to professors and that way of doing these podcasts wasn't what was bringing out the most interesting stuff necessarily. And so um, I, I really liked talking to people about the other facets of their jobs and their interests. For example, when we talked to Alex, um, Alex Wormley, she isn't a, a scientist, you know, in the lab coat that looks at the star sense, but she is uh, a scientist in the sense that she's interested in learning and discovering how things work. And I really love talking to her about how people learn to think and how people change in different environments surrounding space. So I, that was a, that was a pretty cool moment. I thought. Michael's muted. <laughs> <laughs> and then to go along with that, I would say my favorite episode was the one with Tamu. And I think when we originally started the podcast, our idea was to uh, kind of, talk with professors specifically at our university because they seemed most accessible and we had kind of experienced during their classes and lectures what their research was and what their stories are and we wanted to use the, the podcast as a platform to share that but Temu was the first example where we weren't interviewing a professor and he actually we didn't reach out to him he reached out to us because he was a, uh, a graduate and alumni of the University of Michigan and he saw our podcast and was interested in being a guest on it and talking about his interests not only in astronomy but specifically uh, astrophotography and kind of sharing his interests with us on the podcast so that was probably one of my favorite um, episodes just because it was definitely different than what we had originally planned with our podcast guests and go, moving forwards I think we saw that that uh, a lot of our listeners and audience enjoyed those episodes with non-professors. And so we tried to continue that with uh, bringing in graduate students uh, onto the podcast and not just sticking with professors. Yeah, I mean, it, Temu and the few that we had after as well who weren't professors, but who were other actors in the field of science, I thought that it was, it was they kind of bring out our goal of sharing the different facets of science and going beyond just the typical, you know, academic become a professor right. normal route. And it, it's cool to see everything that surrounds science, all of the actors behind the scenes. So I, yeah, Temu is, Temu is very cool in that regard. Yeah. I think um, with um, different science facets too, not only did we talk to professors, but there's also, um, quite a few significant scientific events um, from 2020 
And so I think, you know, one of the more well-known ones um, for me would be the Neowise Comet that everyone was able to see for, um, I think, what, two weeks in the summer, something like that. Um, but not, not many people get to see like a, you know, a normal comet like that. Um, and so seeing the comet with two tails and, you know, having, or having the opportunity to be able to share, like, you know, the comets have two tails, like one for ions and one for dust, I think was a, a really cool opportunity that um, showed up for once in a lifetime in 2020. And one thing we tried to do um, with our channel is that during the pandemic over the summer, it was a little bit more difficult to reach out to professors and contact them for an actual episode. And so the four of us thought of a, a creative solution to that was to create just like a side, side podcast series called Not So Serious, uh, where we talk about different astronomy related things. And we'd also discuss during those episode, during those episodes, uh, astronomy news uh, of that week or of the past few weeks. And so we thought that this would be a good time to kind of reflect on those news stories we shared during those not no serious episodes, not so serious episodes, kind of talk about our favorite moments of 2020. So yeah, I definitely agree that um, the Neowise comet, I think we had an episode on comets and asteroids in the solar system, mm. but that was definitely one of the most notable events. I'd say. I mean, another standout was the 2020 no Nobel Prize in Physics, um, which was given to three I think we can three space people in the sense that two of them were observational astronomers and one of them was a theoretical physicist, but giving a Nobel prize in black holes was pretty cool. Very spacey, um, just all around cool, cool science stuff. Um, I think another event just, it was a little smaller and may, may not be as well known was um, there was the, a paper that was published that, um, that basically stated that they had detected signs of life uh, in the atmosphere of Venus. I think it was detection of phosphine in, in the atmosphere. And I know it's, it, it, it's been, it's come up more that, you know, it's unlikely that that's actually true because you know, there have been other studies that have kind of not found the same results as this one group. But I think for me personally, like reading about that, because we did prepare it for, I believe one of the, either the news segments for NSS or just for mm -hmm. the NSS episode, just reading about the potential of actually finding life outside of earth was really cool. And I think um, detections like this Although it was a little like a bait because, you know, we don't know if it's actually, it's actually there or not. Um, right. It's just really cool to hear about and to think that, you know, life outside of Earth may not just be alien life, you know, other, other beings on another planet. It can just protect, you know, in that atmosphere. And I think that was something really cool that, that happened this year for me. I'd also say related to that, it was interesting because um, for the longest time, our interests for NASA and other space companies was to look at Mars for life, just because it right. fell in the perfect uh, area in terms of the Goldilocks zone. It was perfect right. for liquid water and the possibility of life to exist. And never had we really considered Venus, because Venus was an example of the runaway uh, greenhouse effect, where it was super hot on the surface, and uh, so I think sulfuric acid in the atmosphere. So it seemed that the chance for life would be quite minimal. But then all of a sudden we came out with this result where phosphine was detected in a layer above the surface that was like within a temperature range suitable for life as we know it. So that was really interesting. And then also really also like just after that discovery came out, all of a sudden you see like the political side of it where all of a sudden Russia is saying, well, Venus is our planet because we were the first to land on it back during the space race. So I thought that was really interesting to see how that played yeah. out after the discovery. And we also did an, a not so serious preempting the discovery of phosphine in Venus's atmosphere. And that was, that was one of my favorite NSSs to do because we don't really learn in school or in class 
how people search for extraterrestrial life or the origins of life. And what you do learn in like high school biology is pretty boring and, and uninteresting. But learning about how life may have started and where it may have come from was super cool. And, and I think it was a pretty good job of us preempting the whole there's might be life on Venus thing. Not that we did anything, but still interesting. Right. Yeah. And then finally, oh, go ahead. Oh, it's just another angle of just, you know, you know, there's life out there that we might not expect to be there. Mm-hmm. And then so finally, I'd say my favorite uh, moments from this past year would definitely be related to the space industry or the commercial side of space. Um, I think our second not so serious episode focused on kind of the space race history and then transitioning to uh, the current privatization of space. And so I'd say specifically the um, the launch of the two astronauts by SpaceX, I think it was in late May to the International Space Station because that was the first time since 2011 when the space shuttle was retired that American astronauts had been launched from US soil rather than using the, the Soyuz um, in Russia. And so that was definitely a, a, a notable moment in terms of like a transitional pe- uh, moment in terms of what was our possible, what was our limitations going into space and now what uh, lies ahead in our future, I'd say. Now relying more on say SpaceX and in the future, probably Blue Origin and other space companies. Um, so that was one of my favorite moments. Then also recently the launch of the SpaceX Starship, even though it had crashed on its landing, I thought it was pretty interesting to see that, you know, I think this, this initiative by SpaceX had only started within the past uh, like years or so, and all of us within that year, they're able to develop and launch um, their starship. Mm, hope, hopefully, space and the interest in commercial space is mm-hmm. kind of rebounding. Yeah. And, and, and hopefully, this is going to mean that we're going to have an exciting next decade in terms of space exploration and discoveries mm-hmm. and the human story in space, because yeah. that's hopefully, hopefully far from over. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'd say that in previous years growing up, I never really even though I was interested in space, none of my friends or family or other people I knew were interested in space. And then all of a sudden, because of this uh, commercial side of space and the, uh, the achievements of SpaceX and other companies like them in the past few years, uh, like this year compared to all their years, people have been so interested in space and asking me so many questions. And mm-hmm. I think it has to do with um, like SpaceX and other companies receiving all this publicity online because of all these notable achievements. And it's no longer just the story of the U.S. and Russia sending people in space. Mm-hmm. Lots of countries like Iran, India, China have sent rockets up in the last decade or two, mm-hmm. which is hopefully good for everyone and mm-hmm. will promote interest everywhere around the world. It's definitely a growing field that's you know just expanding, and I think people are starting to notice more and more now than they were before. Yeah. Right. And uh, speaking of growing and expanding, I do want to touch on... Um, overall how the podcast has uh, grown and expanded um so kind of like i mentioned earlier um transitioning to that to that visual format that we've been sticking to for um the last couple months wherein you know that first episode we had with limon we rented out cameras and microphones and you know had it in a an office building that a conference room where you know we could talk in person and have it be more personable um, but then obviously with covid we had to transition to um, Zoom calls and uh, virtual media. And so um, I think, you know, transitioning to that virtual media, um, seeing how the podcast has developed um, over time over that virtual media. Um, so, you know, the first couple episodes may not have an overlay. Um, and then these latest few do have an overlay and um, the development of not so serious. 
and how um, being on virtual media and everyone being busy and not necessarily being uh, like available. Um, I think um, the development of the podcast so far with virtual um, formatting has been really well. And uh, I, I think it's something that we could continue to do um, and then, you know, hopefully be able to transition um, to in-person um, COVID willing um, sometime in the future. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Right. And then I also think that, I think as Tom or Joe mentioned earlier in the episode, you know, we initially spent three or four months trying to plan out our podcast because we had no experience with what exactly a podcast is and how to start one. And so I'd right. say I'm pretty proud of the progress we've made since then. Um, and despite all the challenges, especially COVID. And then I'd say also like transitioning to a virtual platform for our podcast has taught us that we work forwards in the future. Um, it's it's um, with the virtual format, we're able to bring in more guests that aren't necessarily associated with our university. Mm -hmm. um, so Alex, for example, our latest podcast episode was all the way out in Arizona. We She doesn't live in Michigan. Um, and so we don't really have the resources to fly her out here, um, but we were still able to have that conversation. And even if in the future, uh, the four of us are in the same uh, room interviewing her, we can still have her like on the, on the screen over Zoom or some other um, mm -hmm. online platform that'll do that. Right. I mean, the another non-negligible aspect of transitioning to Zoom is making it sound fluid and not too bad. Uh, and that definitely it puts it, it's an added strain in terms of how you interview and how you talk and who you're looking at and all of these things. And I hope we've done a decent job and hopefully when we're back in person, it's going to be better um, still. Um, but it's definitely been an interesting transition going from talking to people with the normal interaction and then meeting people and then talking doing these podcasts over zoom and then again the the third and i think the biggest aspect is learning how to meet people for the first time virtually because for professor meyer he was the first person that we had on the virtual podcast but the three of you guys already knew him beforehand right. whereas some of our later guests we never we have never met in person which has been quite an interesting transition yeah, I also think just, you know, as we continue to do more of these episodes and to learn more about the guests, like you mentioned, you know, uh, being able to talk to the guests for the first time and get to know them and not be super awkward and super timid about asking for things and just being direct about what we were and what we wanted as a podcast. I think mm -hmm. anything that we learned to do better as we transition online, especially while we learned to, uh, you know, uh, better our, our communication skills was just trying to um, ask deeper questions and actually direct the focus of our episodes so that we actually had uh, kind of an idea behind what we wanted from each guest. And so um, instead of just, you know, going through the same format of, you know, what was your background? How'd you grow up? How'd you end up here? It was kind of more just like, you know, what do you do? Um, you know, uh, trying to find out more about the story, uh, more about the person and have a specific topics regarding them. So like for Alex, is that right. because she, she, she specializes, she's a grad student at Arizona for, for psych psychology, right? Yeah. yeah, because she's there, we wanted to do a space, you know, space psychology episode where we kind of focused on, you know, what astronauts go through and like the idea behind, you know, colonizing Mars and all those things. And so I think it's something that we want to continue to do more as we, we grow and move on from this year, um, just to learn 
uh, just to better our, 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 our conversation skills and to have more direct topics for each episode for each guest. Yes. Because mm-hmm. these, these guests have very interesting you know, research and they have very interesting backgrounds and they can offer a lot of insight into different topics that we find very interesting. And I've personally liked talking to people about things that get that gets them excited yes. um, because talking to someone about something that doesn't really interest them is kind of flat and boring, but then, um, and probably this is one of the reasons why we kept going with the podcast is, was because our conversation with uh, Professor Lamone went so well, because we were talking about hope, things that, not, that interested us definitely and probably him too. And that's been, it's, it's very, I, I think it's a very cool process to learn and to get to see what gets people excited about doing their jobs and liking what they're doing and liking some particular set of science, but maybe not others. So I, I think that's kind of the, that's the coolest part about having a podcast about kind of the broader as the broader aspects of science, not just the particular science itself, talking to people about things that gets them excited is really cool. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that too. Uh, and I'd say with all of this, with um, all that we've been discussing, it turns out there's a lot of work that goes into making a podcast. And so between the four of us, we have to deal with social media, the graphics, editing the videos, and reaching out to, to individuals to have on the podcast as guests, as well as like forming outlines and trying our best as co-hosts to kind of figure out what kind of insightful questions we want to ask. They aren't just simple interview questions, but uh, questions that will actually uh, spark a real conversation between us and the guest. And so with all that, we found that it's a lot more work than we anticipated. Um, and so with that moving forwards, we thought it'd be a great idea to bring on additional people onto our podcast team. And so I don't know if Talon wants to pop up his camera now, but this is Talon. He's also an, an undergraduate friend of ours at Michigan. Um, and we thought he'd, we'd bring him on. He's really good with graphic designs. And I think that's one of the, the areas we definitely need to to work on because being uh, being active on Instagram or Twitter or working on our thumbnails for our videos on YouTube or on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, that's really important for uh, bringing in a, a, a new audience and new subscribers and to grow our channel. And so that would be, we thought that would be a really important uh, kind of way to expand our podcast. So bringing on Taylor. Hi, Taylor. <laughs> and Michael forgot to mention, Taylor is an all around cool dude. Oh, True. Yes. <laughs> we let him introduce himself. <laughs> He's right here, guys. Yeah. Hello, I'm Talon. I'm an undergraduate at the University of Michigan. I'm studying microbiology, so essentially bacteria and viruses. So I very much resent what uh, Joe said earlier about <laughs> the things that you learn in biology in high school being boring because I find it incredibly interesting. But yes, I'm going to be helping out with a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. I've done the past few thumbnails and some graphics for social media and I'll pretty much just be helping out wherever it's needed and I'm looking forward to doing so. Mm-hmm. And, and you we're recognize, excited to have a new perspective as well. And you may recognize mm-hmm. the voice. Taylor was on a previous Not So Serious Everything Astronomy <laughs> news segment for about one minute. <laughs> I was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was fun. That's what pulled me in and I'd be happy to do yeah. more of those if that's what the people want. Uh, yeah. being microbio though yeah that that extra perspective of you know being microbio it, it also opens some doorways because he's going to be well more versed in you know anything like chemistry biology kinesiology related and so you know if sometime in the future we ever wanted to 
make a, an everything astronomy episode um, with someone in any of those fields or anything kind of health related. Um, he's definitely um, going to be like useful and like on the, on the episode with us and helping us out. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just look out for Taylor. He's joining our team permanently as our fifth member. Um, and I do believe that we're trying to expand more. So look out for any other announcements that we end up making. Um, I think just, yeah, moving on to just more of what we want in terms of the next year or the upcoming year, I think uh, we're trying to transition into more of a season format. And so it was a little scattered this past year because we were trying to learn and adapting to the online format uh, was difficult in terms of getting guests on. And so our, our uploads are a little sporadic in terms of when we could upload because, you know, we, it was, we were never sure when we would have a guest on or when we, we didn't have a guest on. And so um, I think just moving forward for this next year, what we're wanting to do is uh, adapt more of a season style where we release episodes every two weeks. And so um, our goal is to have, I believe, around eight episodes total where we have guests on. Um, and that'll span the entire the entire term for us in terms of our school year. Um, it'll go around for like four months, I believe. Yeah. Um, and so, so our, our first episode hopefully will be out maybe around January 15th that Sunday night. So we want to be consistent moving forwards with Sunday night uploads and then every other week, a new episode for this would be our upcoming year would be our second season. And so we want to release eight episodes every other weeks and it'd bring us to the end of April, which corresponds to the end of our academic year at Michigan. And then we'll do like a summer season and then we'll do a fall season and then repeat that the next year. And we're going to try to aim for um, eight guests. And uh, we've already heard back from a bunch of guests that we've already reached out to this past break. And so we're really excited to bring those people on. Right. So just look out for that. Hopefully we'll have a, a lot more consistent upload schedule. So every Sunday night um, of every other week in the month, you can expect an episode. And then just more on our social media, we'll be more consistent with uh, um, uploading like onto our social media. So you, you're, you know, you're aware of what's going on in terms of our podcast. And then, you know, if anything else comes along, we'll definitely announce that. But for now, I think in terms of our podcast, that's exactly, that's what we want and what we settled on. And so, um, I believe we'll be able to get out eight episodes pretty consistently. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then we'll talk through that. And then also, we thought it'd be a great idea to bring on uh, a more diverse group of podcast guests. And so previously, we had mostly professors in the astronomy department or the climate and space department, and a couple of graduate students. And I think it'd be great to continue that. Have a lot of our episodes primarily focused on astronomy, but also bring in uh, other guests that are either space related or science related in their respective fields. And so. Mm-hmm. Tommy mentioned it's great having Taylor on the team because now we can talk to say if we have a chemistry professor on or a bio professor, uh, perhaps a research maybe related to space in some way, perhaps like astrobiology. But we, now we have Taylor who's a bit more of a, an expert on that field than we are to talk to a professor about it. And then also we thought it'd be interesting to talk with people from space industry. So working on the commercial side of space and like how rockets are launched and the whole process that goes into that. Um, a new upcoming, a new uh, field of recent is space finance, space accounting, where uh, people work for uh, firms and they look at you know, the benefits of uh, a future in space. So it'd be really interesting to have that perspective on the podcast. And finally, space policy. Uh, a lot of people seem to like the Professor Seitzer episode focused on SpaceX's launch of Starlink. So I think it'd be really interesting to kind of follow up with that episode and bring on someone that's an expert in terms of you know, what are we allowed and not allowed to do in space moving forwards. And I mean, as it as it turns out, the spectrum of human ingenuity is pretty enormous. And so talking, setting yourself the goal of just talking about strictly speaking, astronomical phenomenon is probably not is not 
in, it doesn't encapsulate in everything that's going on in space, which is truly huge. So hopefully we'll try to bring on a set of guests that can better reflect in really what is going on in the, in the space industry, the field of space, because it is much larger than just people looking at stars far away and finding and discovering cool effects and phenomena it is it really does involve a huge number of people who who are involved in a huge number of different activities like space policy space law space financing you know materials engineering biology there's really a lot going on so hopefully we'll be able to better you know broadcast that that Mm -hmm spectrum mm-hmm. and that's our latest episode with alex was the first good example of that where a lot of people a lot of our audience i'd say we're probably surprised to hear that you know someone in psychology can get involved in space and that when you think about it it makes sense that well of course you need to kind of have an understanding of psychology and space to select the astronauts to go into space in the first place um, but there's actual scientists and researchers that are involved with that so that's what we want to kind of continue with moving forward with our podcast absolutely so i think um that kind of concludes what we had planned for our holiday, Everything Astronomy holiday special. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to have piqued your interest in the forthcoming season and have a happy new year. And please don't forget to like and subscribe um, because you know that's very nice and helpful. And yeah, see you next season.